We play more local music than the law allows. Radio 2000. Radio 2000. Feel good music. Radio 2000. It's 12 minutes to 5 on Radio 2000 and uh, we're talking to the Ombudsman for short-term insurance uh, because they're saying that whenever there's an increase in load shedding, there will be an increase in power surge incidents and claims. So we have on the line Peter Nguna, who is the Senior Assistant Ombudsman. Hi, Peter. Good afternoon and thank you for having us on the show and good afternoon to the listeners. All right, welcome to it. Uh, Peter, maybe first remind us what sort of cover falls under short-term insurance? Um, Your short-term insurance essentially speaks to your cover for your motor car, Mm. your house, your furniture in the house, um, things like your cell phone and laptops, and things that you would ordinarily carry on your person when moving around, Mm. Um, your leather jackets, handbags, um, all those things. Um, Sometimes it may include um, other things that you may probably then have to be, you may probably have to specify like your motorcycles under the all-risk section of the policy, but it would also include your, your household content uh, cover on that. All right. So can consumers, Peter, lodge, uh, lodge load-shedding-related claims with uh, their municipalities, or does it have to be directed to the insurer? Okay, I think the best way to look at it is this way, that a lot of times your policy will only provide cover for um, power surge-related incidents, Mm. which may or may not be related to um, outages or load shedding. So so the, the information that we would have access to would be uh, in relation to uh, power surge incidents and um, claims, not necessarily in relation to ESCOM's uh, load shedding. So then I would go to the insurer and not the municipality, you say? Yes. If, if your policy does provide cover for such losses, that's where you would go. And the insurer would evaluate your claim, and then if it is found to be a valid claim, it will be settled. And, and of course, if you don't have insurance cover, you might explore the uh, prospects of uh, claiming directly from the municipality and sometimes the municipalities and whoever else may be supplier of electricity. Okay, I get you. So, what kind of complaints are you receiving, uh, and which are specifically related to load shedding? It isn't necessarily possible to identify which would relate to load shedding okay. because our system isn't geared for that. Um, we would merely keep records of what are associated with power outages in general, um, and that would be it and would get from complainants. And um, our set, maybe to also just clarify. What would ordinarily happen is you have a load shedding incident, Mm. or many of them, more likely, and then there will be an uptick in claims, and then those claims will be processed, and at a bit of a later stage, 
um, why decisions have been taken on those claims. That's when complaints that coming through to our office. So there's a bit of a lag between what would be happening um, from the consumer's perspective in terms of suffering the loss to the time when a complaint gets to be lost in our office. Um, so you wouldn't see immediately, let's say, this week, there is an increase in load shedding. Okay. Um, that's not something that you would ordinarily see. And that okay. might be seen slightly shortly after by the insurance companies, and then a bit later we will then start seeing an uptick in, in complaints as well. And it is usually not necessarily linear in that um, if there is an increase um, in claims, there will automatically be a similar increase because the steps tend to come out a little bit more clearly over longer periods of time. So maybe then, Peter, this becomes the better question. Is the ombudsman seeing an increase in rejected claims associated to load shedding? And and what may be the common reasons that are given by insurers for rejecting the claims? Okay, let, let me put it this way. Since around 2018, we have been keeping um, an eye on, on the statistics mm. um, in relation to the um, complaints. And, and there has been a fourfold increase from 2018 when we had about 3% of um, um, complaints relating to power surges. Mm. Um, and, and in the 2021 annual report, the statistic was somewhere around 16%. Um, and, and you can therefore see that as more and more load shedding more cares, more and more power sets related claims would also come up and of course even a complaint because our complaints tend to be related to uh, those claims. And, and what tends to be the main area of dispute would be that there is no evidence that um, the damage in question can be related to power sets. So Sometimes what you could find is that the insurer is alleging that um, the consumer is inflating their claims, Mm. basically taking my old laptop that was damaged by other things and And then tucking it into the claim for power surge. So um, whereas there may have been... um, some items that were damaged in that um, load shedding incident or whatever other power outage, um, we then add other things that may not necessarily be related. And these would then be taken to experts mm. who will dismantle the item and look for telltale signs that um, power surge would have been the cause of damage. And... Um, Sometimes there'll be evidence that that is the case, sometimes not. Uh, Sometimes you'll see things like evidence that the item in question could still power on and off, Mm. but there were other issues. And generally, that would be one of the indications that um, the damage may not necessarily be one related to a power surge incident. It sounds like it could be a very long process. Um, it really depends on on the processes that the insurers um, use. 
Um, once a claim has been lodged, ordinarily uh, insurers should um, go take all the items, have them inspected by experts, mm. have reports on record, and then uh, decisions should then be taken. Uh, it, it shouldn't take that long, but sometimes it, it does do so. Uh, but, but there isn't any reason why it should take long. Okay. So is it worth it? You know, you, you're saying so many things here about how, you know, sometimes your claim can be rejected and might, you know, uh, take or may, may may not take a long process. Is it worth it then having short-term insurance cover? And, and what advice would you give to consumers on how to navigate claims related to load shedding? Here's my, my attitude. Um, mm. your, your short-term insurance cover is basically a promise that is made to you by your insurance company. Mm. And from that perspective, the first thing that you then need to consider is there are people who make promises and don't keep them, mm. and there are people who make promises and keep them. So you would probably want to assess the particular insurance company and see if it is one of those that are considered to be reliable in honoring their promises mm. by the general uh, body of consumers. Okay. That would be the first thing. The second thing is your own needs. Um, the various policies are not all the same. Um, some of them are cheaper and provide less cover. Others are a little bit more comprehensive and you probably also pay a little bit more. So when one purchases a product, one should first make sure that it is something that is suitable for one's needs and not just because it's cheaper. Because if it is cheaper you would find more likely that uh, when the time comes for you to claim, it, it, it might, might be not difficult. necessarily be very helpful to you that you have that policy because it, it excluded or limited a lot of the things that you would have wanted to, to, to cover. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. when we buy the product, we tend to focus on how much do I pay every month rather than what do I stand to gain. Because that is really the essence of your your insurance policy, to make Mm. sure that at the time of need, Mm. that insurer is going to come and help you through that difficult period by carrying the loss if it is covered, or some of it if it is only partially covered. And, And therefore... Um, it is it is essential that we it is crucial that we, we properly consider who we insure with what type of cover we take up um, and and not mainly focus on uh, things like how little money I can pay yeah. um, every month. I get it, Peter. Thank you so much for your time. You've been of such great help, and I think we'll navigate our lives a little better now that we've spoken to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Peter Nguna. He is Senior Assistant Ombudsman. Well, he was telling us about, you know, how to navigate our way around uh, short-term insurance and shedding light on what happens uh, in incidents where there's a load-shedding issue that needs to then go to your insurer.